What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, March 22nd, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode number 394. Uh, I just got back from the Bahamas, guys. That's why this podcast is out there a little late. Uh, But my wife actually forbid me. She said, you're not doing a fucking podcast when we're on vacation for my 40th birthday celebration in the Bahamas, and I don't blame her. Could you imagine that? Yeah, blue skies, crystal blue see-through water, palm trees everywhere, uh, you know, pina coladas flowing. No, hold on, babe. I got to go fucking rant about unacceptable animals that we see every day to my podcast listeners on your 40th. It would have went, it wouldn't have went well, uh, and it actually did go well. Me and my wife had a great time, but, uh, I, you know, no kids. No kids, and I got to tell you something. I want to start off at the top of the show by saying uh, I regret not taking my kids on that trip. Uh, If we could go back, my wife would probably say, you know, it's still nice that we had a break and we could get some sleep. And yes, we were able to go out and, and have these amazing dinners and, you know, drink some wine and just chill out and unwind and relax with no kids, but... Boy, man, by like the third or fourth day, I was like, I miss my fucking kids. Not to mention, then you feel like a shithead when, then you feel like a shithead when you see other families there. Um, I know they're there probably for a family vacation instead of what we were there for, but then you see their kids like swimming in the pool, having a good time, throwing a ball in a pool and shit. I'm like, ah, fuck, man, I wish my kids were here. Um, But we had a great time. We went out to the uh, Baja Mar. Uh, resort in the Bahamas, which is literally, I believe it's like under two years old. They have three buildings. They have the Grand Hyatt, they have the Rosewood, and they have the SLS. Each has their own unique thing. Insane art there. Like there's just this crazy art on the wall. Um, There's insane restaurants. It's brand new. Like it's the nicest casino I've ever been in. I'm not even kidding. It was the nicest casino I've ever been in in my life. Uh, And I've been to one in Monaco, and I don't remember it being that nice. Um, This was just another level of gaming and um, I don't know what to say, vacation. It was insane. It was just really nice and and such a great time. Uh, My wife and I loved it and uh, I would recommend it. Here's the one thing I'll say about Baja Mar, guys. Um, Bring money. And you guys know me. If you listen to the show, you know that I am the opposite of frugal. I'm the opposite of cheap. Uh, cheap. I swear to God, I, I told my wife, I was like, I'll buy a fucking dolphin. You think I give a fuck? That's how we I was like, I'll buy a fucking dolphin. Okay? If I get a mansion and and I, and it, we just had the yard to ju- and there was like an endangered dolphin that they were like, yo, they're gonna kill this thing or this thing's got nowhere to live. I'll build a fucking tank. I'll have the dolphin in the backyard. I will buy a fucking dolphin. I'll buy I wanna get a flamingo field. I wanna get a pond and and and, and flamingos. Cause I was down there, I saw flamingos. I was like, I want one of them. So you know me. I'm not cheap. I'll buy stupid shit. I'll go broke. You know that. But when I tell you Baja Mar, when you go out there, everything you purchase, everything you purchase is, I mean, every time you, if you go out for a night, just know you're spending an extra, like we were there for five nights and just everything was just a lot of money. Like, I don't even know how to, um, and stupid me. I don't realize that like they like the gratuity is in there already the first couple of nights. So we had like Chinese food and we just had Chinese food. Like I had a bowl of like noodles and beef and my wife and we had like 
We had these insane Szechuan wings that I've never tasted wings like this before in my life. They were gigantic wings, like real buffalo wings, and they were crispy on the outside. They were tender on the inside, and they were in this hot, spicy, like Szechuan sauce. It was amazing. Really just, it was insane. And um, But whatever, so the bill comes, and I was like, wow, that's a fucking hefty bill. It's like 150 bucks for two of us to eat Chinese food. And I don't realize that the tip is in there too. So then I tip on top of the fucking hundred and something, and I'm just going like, all right, well, that's what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, so it was just really a, a great trip, expensive trip, but worth every penny. And um, yeah, I want a flamingo. I want a flamingo and a dolphin now. Could you imagine how fucking baller having a dolphin would be? I'm not talking like a little, oh, that's like a mini dolphin that you can go in fresh water in your fish tank. No, no, fuck that. I'm talking about a dolphin. Like a big-ass Olympic-sized pool, either in your house or outside, and you put a fucking dolphin in there. Whatever the dolphin needs. It needs salt water, you throw salt water in there. Whatever the fuck this dolphin needs, whatever you got to fish it, you know, you got to have a live-in trainer for the dolphin to clean the pool and take care of the dolphin's environment. You know, you imagine how baller that is. No, we're having a birthday party at my house. Tell the kids to bring a fucking suit because we're going to have a dolphin encounter in my backyard. We're going to have a dolphin encounter before the clown comes to tell, does its tricks or tell its jokes or throw cake, whatever the fuck it's going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a, so that's what you're going to do. You're going to have your kid bring his flippers or whatever is necessary, whatever is required. Bring a snorkel, bring its flippers, bring the suit. Because I'm having a dolphin encounter with my with my kids and their friends. That's what we're doing. You know, we're going to name the dolphin. It's going to be the house mascot. I'm going to have a fucking dolphin. I would do that. I want to do that. There's three things I want to buy. I want to buy a horse, which my wife said I can't have. I want to buy a fucking... Now I want to buy a dolphin and I want to buy a flamingo. But I guess like a flamingo can't be alone. So you got to buy a couple of the fucking things and make like a little... I saw the area that they could live in. They're fine. They like to stand there on one leg and dunk their head in water and do some weird shit. So that's what it is. So one of these days, hopefully, God willing, I can get myself. It doesn't look the horse is going to happen. I'll see you about the Dolphin and the Flamingo. Bahamar, we had a great time. Um, I will say this, though. I hated losing money in the casino. Okay. Now, when you're on vacation, I told my wife, I'm like, look, we're here for you. I'm not going to gamble. But one night, we really didn't have anything to do. Uh, Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake have this um, cigar lounge there called the T2 Lounge. You'll see it at the Grand Hyatt. And the T2 Lounge is just a humidor of Cuban cigars, a great play, a great bar, uh, outside seating, inside seating, sports on. I mean, it's really great. I, like, What else can you ask for? So we had a great time smoking Cubans, having a couple drinks. But then like, you know, 9.30 at night, you are tired from the sun because you're at the pool or you're at the beach all day. And then, you know, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what to do. So we're walking. I'm like, hey, you know, you want to play slots? It's your birthday. You know, we're here for your birthday. Maybe you'll get lucky. So get some slots uh, played. Went up and down with slots, whatever. And then I started playing roulette and I started to win. And then uh, and then I lost. And I was really pissed off. And I lost $300. So Stacy goes to the... When I go to the gamble, I just take a few hundred out and see what I could do. Because a few hundred, you could see if you're going to win a few hundred or you're going to lose a few hundred. I got friends, like I said, 
Dude. My neighbor Jeff, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm going to casino. Just willing to lose a thousand. If I lose a thousand, I lose it. Like I, I don't do that, you know. Um, but I've taken three hundred dollars and turned it into a lot of money on craps or whatever. So Stacy goes to the bathroom, and as she goes to the bath, this was like a sitcom. As she goes to the bathroom, I'm like, let me just go get another hundred out, you know. So I take another hundred out and uh, <laughs> went to craps. Lost a little in craps. Went back to um, went back to what's it called? Went back to roulette. Lost and ended up losing the money. Um, I will say this though, I really saw what white privilege is up close and personal for the first time in my life, and I'm not even kidding. And I don't mean, I mean white privilege. I don't mean like, you know, oh well, he's white, he got the job. I mean, I saw college kids that their mommy and daddy sent them to Baja Mar for either spring break or with friends, drunken fucking Connecticut face kids in loafers and white button downs and khakis, you know, the the next leaders of these fucking pharmaceutical companies that get shit handed to them. We did see a lot of that. And I was just like, wow. And some of them were like cursing at the roulette table, but like it wasn't white trash. It was just like like white collar criminal type shit it looked like and i you know that's the first time i was just like wow that is a fucking douchey white dude like i'm never one to talk about any race like that but you know you hear my guy yeah there's white privilege but there's also you know people of other diversities that are assholes and 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 that get things and there's this and there's that and i kind of try to you know keep it fair everywhere but we saw straight up like dudes that were just like how can you afford being here? You know, you're going to these great schools. You're here on the Bahamas on spring break. I see the way you dress. They acted like they were the shit. You know, just like fraternity, but like rich fraternity type kids cursing at the table. This one lady's like, why are you saying the F word at my table? And like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But the kid's like in a button down and goes to like, you know, Oklahoma State University. And he's all dressed with like nice watches and shit. The kid looked like he's fucking 13 years old. There was a lot of, there was a, a little bit too much of that for my wife and I, but it was no disrespect, I should say. Um, but yeah, a couple of unacceptables I'll get to. Then I'm going to read your guys' stuff. But uh, you guys listening to TVE 394. Uh, I am back now from vacation. Going to be hitting the road a lot now, guys. Starting tonight in um, Jersey, which is local for me. But then in a couple of weeks, I will be in Tempe, Arizona. Then I will be in Philadelphia. Then I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina. A lot of stuff coming out. There's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff on social media for tickets. Get those tickets. Uh, I'm really ready to hit the road and get this new hour where I need it to be and uh, get ready to uh, to hopefully shoot another special in the next year or so. So I uh, hope, hope to see you guys at a show. Uh, back to the end. Uh, yes, uh, the the Patreon is being worked on. It looks like we're going to launch. Looks like we're going to launch it in um, early May, maybe the last week of April, early May. Um, looks like we're going to do that. Thank you guys who jumped on and, uh, yeah, there's a big announcement on there. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. We're putting that, uh, we're putting that together now. So what else did, uh, yeah. Oh, there was one night where like one of those douchey kids, you know, one of the douchey, you know, just, I, I don't even know what to say. Just like these, all right, picture this drunk kid, white as could be floppy hair, like brushed to the side like a button down in khakis and then no socks with like loafers that your grandfather wears. And the kid's like, like 18, okay, 19, whatever that, that shit. 
So they were like drunk and you know, one thing they did, one kid, me and Stacy were sitting at this nice bar alone and these fucking five drunk like college kids walk in and then just one just took the chair and didn't say, oh, is anybody using this? Nobody was using it. But I don't know. I feel like you say, hey, do you mind if I if do you mind if I take this chair real quick? Or is anybody using it? Thanks. He was just drunk. So my wife got got all pissed about that. And I did too. I wanted to I was like, I'm gonna say something. She's like, no, no, don't say something. And I'm like, no, fuck that, I'm gonna say something. She's like, no, don't say anything. So I never I didn't say anything, but um one of those kids, like, there was a lot of wind one night, and the the T2 cigar lounge had open shutters around the whole thing. So when you open this door to get in, wind was like, so it was really hard to push or pull the door. And it was a heavy door, so the wind was like, you know, a factor. So this one, like, drunk kid, like I mentioned, and like I described, like, opened it and started to walk out real cool. And the wind blew the door into him and, like, knocked his back. And he, like, had to jump up a couple steps. And I just burst out. I just go, <clears throat> I just started, I just started laughing. And my wife burst out laughing because I burst out laughing. And he kind of just, like, moseyed by with that drunk look on his face. I mean, he's not going to do anything. Fucking, you know, feed him to a fucking fish. But, um, you know, yeah, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> It was funny to see like that cool kind of, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm here at Bob, ba- ba- Mom, a drunk kid, no care in the world. And then the door just bump him. And it was just like life in a nutshell right there. I was like, yeah, you think everything's good. You get fucking kicked in the ass. But it happened to be the wind and a door. So I got a kick out of that. Um, now, here is, uh, I'm going to talk about that being outside. Okay. And guys, if you are in your 30s, 40s, even 50s or 60s, honestly. Like, I would say that that would be the range. I mean, you can go in your 70s, I guess. We saw people there. But I would say, like, the main... I would say the ideal for this would be, I would say, 30 to, like, 65. Or 35 to 65 for Baja Mar. But, again, anybody could go. I'm just saying if you enjoy restaurants, if you enjoy fine dining, if you enjoy just relaxing by a pool or the ocean, and just really doing nothing but, like, sleeping, going to the beach, pool, ocean, eating dinners and drinking wine, and, like, not doing, you know, we weren't, we weren't there, I'm not going parasailing my fucking wife, I'm not going to sit there and just go parasailing, go, wow, this is high, right, this is fucking wild, and then just, I'm not doing that, you know, I'm not going to go snorkeling, we did that, in Hawaii for a 10-year anniversary, I freaked the fuck out, had a full-fledged panic attack when I saw all these fish, and the the water was choppy, and I went back, I had rum in my stomach, and I went back to the catamaran, I fucking threw up like an animal, so I didn't need to do that, we're not there to do that, I'm not gonna go jet skiing by myself, or wave running while my wife is sitting on the beach going, yeah, I took a picture of you flying by, yeah, wasn't that fucking great 30 minutes for $500, I wasn't gonna do that, you know, it's just not something that I cared to do, this was a relax for your birthday, eat, drink. We loved sitting by the pool, went into a bunch of hot tubs. Here's the problem. The self-awareness of people, and I'm not just talking about overweight people. There were some overweight people who didn't give a fuck. All right. Now here's another thing going. And, And when I mean don't give a fuck, they were just whatever. There was like literally some like straight up fat people in bikinis, just not giving a fuck. And you know what? God bless them. God bless them. You know what? They weren't cut. They weren't bleeding because that's the shit that I had to deal with. All right, listen, and and I guess this, and and real quick, that this baby moon thing is a real thing. For you people that don't know, a baby moon, all right, what did I, what did I write down before? Hold on. A baby moon is, um, 
Hold that conversation. I got. I'm sorry. I got. I got to write this down. Blue balls. Blue balls. Okay. Um. A baby moon is when you're pregnant and it's like your vacation. Instead of a honeymoon after you get married, it's a baby moon before the baby comes. So these resorts got eight-month, you know, pregnant women just running around in bikinis, you know, looking at their bump and going in the pool. It's fine. It's nice. I'm not going to shit on it. You know, but there's just a lot of pregnant women there. Um, and then you got to wonder, dude, I can't, I don't know if that person's fat. I don't know if that person's pregnant. Then you see somebody that's overweight. You're like, maybe they're just having a bad pregnancy. I don't know what it is, but there was a lot of that going around. But <clears throat> here's, here's one unacceptable that I have to say. Now, my, my, my first unacceptable was going to be these two kids kept coming into the hot tub. I, I was having back issues because of the mattress. The mattress was fucking me up. Okay. Uh, comfortable room, king size room. Um, balcony, the whole thing, beautiful, marble bathroom, insane room, mattress just did not agree with my lower back, my lower back was hurting, and I was having those pains, sciatica and shit going down my leg, and it sucked, so I'd go into the hot tub every day, and I would kind of just have the jets massage my back, and there were so many hot tubs around this resort, and there were so many swimming pools around, that, um, you know, that I could find one that wasn't too busy, of course, these two kids, I don't know if they're brothers, they kept coming in and like just without even being conscious of it would like one would turn around, like bump into my foot, not say excuse me. And then another one would just turn and bump and not say excuse me. I was like, listen, hey, I don't know how you're being raised and shit. You're bumping into me. Your fucking body that's getting shriveled up by all this water is bumping into my fucking body that's getting shriveled up by all this water and I'm fucking grossed out by it. All right, take your little fucking size four shoe and take it to the fucking other side of this hot tub, you little prick. That's what I wanted. I couldn't say that, though. So I told my wife, and I was like, that might be my unacceptable on the podcast. She goes, no. She goes, the unacceptable should be the douche taking the chair without asking permission. Then, of course, there was other rich, entitled people. You hold the door for them, and they don't say anything, so you got to go, you're welcome. But that shit's done. That shit's old. Here is my real unacceptable because there's an awareness or a lack thereof at certain things. Okay, um, there was a guy, I was in a hot tub, and he's walking around with ugly sandals, not flip-flops, he had those like, you know, the Velcro over the toes, and then the Velcro around the ankle, that's what he had, the Velcro over the toes and then around the ankle, awful, they were just really awful, awful sandals, my guess would be the guys in his mid-50s, you know, and he was wearing one of those, like, no, no, I'm sorry, he was wearing a, he's like a t-shirt, and I look, and his, the top of his big toe, like the front of his big toe, I should say, not the top where the nail is, but the front, like right in front of the nail, okay, uh, in between, obviously, the bottom and the top, the, the front of this guy's big toe was just bleeding, it was just slashed and bleeding, and there's just red. His just fucking toe is just a, a fucking red slash on this guy's thing. And he's walking around this resort, and he's got flippers on or whatever the fuck these sandals were. And I'm sitting in the hot tub, and all I'm I'm watching his feet like a, a hawk. I mean, everywhere this guy went, I'm locked in on the toe. I'm locked in on the bloody toe. There's a bloody toe 15 yards from me, okay? There's a bloody toe. I see it. I don't know how anybody else is ignoring it. And this guy's putting his bag down on his chair, not giving a shit. Oh, yeah, look, looking at the angle of the sun, where he's going to lay. Blood flowing. Blood, this guy's toes having a period, having his period with no tampon on it is really what it was. 
All right. And this guy is just, you know, walking around. And I'm going, if this guy takes his shirt off and even takes one step, I mean, I don't care if he's 15 yards away. If he takes one step towards this fucking hot tub, I am gone. Okay. I am gone. It's disgusting. Somebody needs to throw this guy, you know, a, a toilet paper roll size of, of gauze and, and wrap his big toe up. So, um, then later, later I see a guy sitting in the hot tub in a blue, his t-shirt was maroon. I see a guy sitting in the hot tub in like a blue wet suit, like a, a blue wet t-shirt, you know, like, like a, not a surfer thing, but you know, those t-shirts that you could get to go in the water with, I guess, I don't know if some people want to cover up their body. And I see the guy in there with them and it resembled the guy, but I couldn't tell. And I'm just saying to my wife, that might be the guy. And she's like, you want to go, let's go in the hot tub. And I'm going, I don't know if that's the toe. And she's going, I'm going, I don't know if that's the bloody toe. I don't know if we could go in there. So I'm going, I don't think that's the guy. Plus chlorine kills stuff. Maybe he, and I'm just making these excuses. And my wife goes, chlorine kills everything anyway. And I, I waited a while and I don't think it was the guy. I don't think it's the guy. And then eventually, so then we looked for other hot tubs. And then this, we saw the hot tub empty. I looked around it. It looked clean as hell. It looked good. It looked like nothing was in there. And then we eventually went in that one. And I don't think it was the bloody toe. So, uh, but unacceptable enough to be walking around a fucking resort in sandals with your big toe slashed and it being red and bloody and just walking around aimlessly. And I don't want to hear he didn't know. There's no way you don't feel that and then look down with your toe exposed and go, hey, my toes, you know, my toes fucking looks like it just got shot. Yeah, it looks like somebody took out a box cutter and just started slicing up my, it's like, there's no way you don't see that. Um, you know, and or unless I'm wrong and this whole time it was just a big scab and the bloody part was scab, still not good. You can't have scabby toe, but I think it was bloody toe. Uh, by the way, I think we know the title of this episode is uh, going to be bloody toe for sure. Um, but yeah. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, and guys, I don't know if your wife does this. I don't know if your girlfriend does this. I think I might have to talk about this on stage. My wife, God forbid she doesn't get the best seat at the pool. God forbid my wife doesn't get the best. And my wife is not a complainer. My wife is easy. I don't want you to be like, oh, my God, Verzi, your wife sounds like a nightmare. Opposite of nightmare. Sweetheart. Easy. Yeah, you know, she's tough. She's Scandinavian. She doesn't have that Mediterranean fucking love and, and you know, warmth that, that uh, you know. Listen, she's Scottish. She's Swedish. She's Finnish. You know, Scandinavians are a little more, you know, they know what they want. They're a little assertive, but they're great people. All right, if we go to Target, we're driving in the parking lot to Target to get something, or we're driving in the, in the, in the parking lot of a grocery store, a supermarket, God forbid, God forbid we got to walk 20 yards to the front door. My wife will have me circle until we get, I mean, I'm almost like, should I just park in a handicapped spot? Seriously, because I, I don't know what you want me to do here. Same thing with the pool. She's scoping the pools. There's six pools. She's looking down. I mean, she looked like she looked like a like a, a soldier in a, you know an in infantry. The, the the first ones that drop in, just looking. For, I mean, she was looking for the spot. Is that one open? Is that one open? Go find out. Go find out. And I'm going. I'm going like. I mean, people aren't invading. What are we doing here? Can we sit back under a fucking 
umbrella or a little bit bad? I mean, why are you, what is going on? Why do we have to be in the pool? That's what my wife wants. My wife wants a floating chair in the middle of the pool with the waiter just walking next to her as the, as her floaty circles and just going, would you like another? Would you like another? Is there anything else I could do for you? Do we, here, Oh, here's grapes in my back pocket while I stand in the middle of the pool. And um, But actually, these chairs were on the edge of the pool, like hanging in the pool. There was a little lip down in the pool, so water was like up to the top of the, like to where you lay in the chair, so you feel like you're in a beach, which you're not. And my wife needed to have the best, most incredible seat in the house, and we searched for them. And actually, though, she was right. But here was the funniest part. One day, it was supposed to just be not a beach day or, or a pool day. It was supposed to be gray thunderstorms cloudy like lightning the whole day so i think that was supposed to be on tuesday so um tuesday or wednesday and we're we wake up and it's gray and she's like oh it might break through let's just go out there and i'm going look my wife it's her birthday this is what she wants she wants to be out by the beach she wants to be out by the pool she doesn't give a shit about anything else. Let me just, even though I'm tired and I would love a, a lazy, rainy day on the, in the island, I don't care. But it's not about me. It's about her. So we'll see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I <laughs> I get to the, um, we get downstairs to the pool and we're looking around and I'm like, babe, it's really gray. And it starts pouring right it starts pouring and now everybody's grabbing their shit nobody's at the pool right nobody's like one like there's like you know that one guy who doesn't care he's like in the water stretching while there's about while while the end of the world's coming there was a couple of that a couple of those and uh my wife's like listen and i'm standing under an umbrella over the two chairs that she wants which are like like oceanfront pool front like the best real estate you can get because it like it's at the pool but if you look straight you see the ocean it was a really insane thing and i'm laughing i'm going we're supposed to wait this out i go i mean this might be our last day look the sky is purple okay what what i go can we at least and i'm just laughing can we at least go in that cabana and get a drink or a bloody mary while we wait which she agreed to and then we got the bloody marys and she's just staring at the two seats you know, she, she was like a like a seagull just looking for people, you know, watching people eat, you know, a sandwich at the Jersey Shore on the beach. And, um, you know, throws back her bloodies. We throw back the Bloody Marys. Did I get one too or did I get another drink? Um, no, I got a Bloody Mary too. And then we go to the seat and wouldn't you know it, the sky just opened up and it ended up being one of the most beautiful days of the vacation. Blue skies. Um, the sun's out. We had this amazing seat. We stayed there till about five o'clock. We stayed there like six hours, whatever it was. And, uh, we had a great day by the pool. And once again, Mrs. Verzi is right. Um, but it was just funny how she just scoped it out. Cause uh, God forbid she gets, uh, you know, a bad, a bad seat by the pool. All right, let's, let's go to see what you guys wrote in this week. Um, let me see. I think there, I think we had a few that I picked. And we'll go from there. Um, by the way, guys, yeah, check out the Patreon. Um, we're going to be doing something with the Patreon. And uh, I'm being very picky with the new logo for the Verzi Effect. Uh, the this the regular podcast, the free podcast. I'm being picky with it. So uh, when I have something, I will let you know. Here we go. This one is from... How many days ago? Okay, this one is from Bobby T. 
And uh, he says that the Odell Beckham trade to the Browns, unacceptable. But I already said why I thought it was a good move. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed emotions about that. But, you know, we will uh, we'll see what happens. I think the Giants are going to be in better shape than people think. Oh, and they got Golden Tate, which I like, and uh, got some draft picks. I think the Giants are going in the right direction as far as, you know, they, 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 we had it, and then we realized we didn't, and now we need to get it again. Uh, this one is from uh, Oscar. Oscar, I hope I'm saying that right. It's spelled differently. Um, this one says, Falls from Grace. This is talking about, we were talking about the Falls from Grace, so like the Tiger Woods and the, the Mike Tyson and, and all that stuff. And uh, uh, Oscar is uh, weighing in here. And again, if I'm saying this wrong, it's O-S-K-A-R, so I don't know how to, if I'm saying that right or wrong, but he says, what's up, Mr. Verzi? Love the podcast. I think possibly the biggest doping in sports fall from grace we need to talk about is Lance Armstrong. We had the entire country interested in a goddamn Tour de France and had everyone and their mother wearing one of those tacky yellow plastic bracelets. Uh, Don't tell us you didn't wear one even if uh, for just a week or two. I can honestly say that I never wore a Lance Armstrong yellow band. I really don't believe I did. Um, if somebody handed me one, I might've put it on and then taken it. I, I honestly don't remember having one on. Uh, now I got to go back and like, look at pictures and ask people, ask my wife, ask my friends. I don't remember having one on, but I, I already love this podcast. I mean, I already love this question on the podcast. Um, yeah, he raised a lot of money for cancer research and continues to do so, but Nike contract he landed for the live strong shit must have been, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might be egregious, but who knows? Uh, I'm sorry, so I'm, I'm thinking while I'm reading this. Live strong shit must have been egregious. Some people try and defend him and say that the whole field was doping. But come on, Lance, you played us all pretty hard. The worst part of the whole escapade uh, was with him on Oprah thinking one-hour interview and uh, tear trickling down his face would make it all okay. Let's be honest. When was the last time you were remotely interested in cycling? All the best to you and yours, Oscar. Um, Yeah, and I missed this one, and you're 100% right, and I probably missed it for the reason you're talking about here. Nobody cared about cycling. I didn't care about cycling. I didn't care about the Tour de France. What did I care about? I cared about boxing, Mike Tyson. I cared about, you know, the golf thing, you know, Tiger with the women and all that stuff that was going on. You know, and there's so many, obviously, baseball with the Yankees and having a bunch of guys go down for, for doping. And, and the one that really crushed me was my favorite baseball player, Robinson Cano, um, being banned 80 games by the uh, Mariners last year for doping and all that stuff. And he was my favorite Yankee. I was devastated when he left the Yankees and devastated when I found out that, you know, because I, th- I thought that that guy would be a Hall of Famer from when he was super young. Um, but, yeah, the Lance Armstrong one fell through my fingers here. And... You're right about that. Um, uh, I mean, huge. I mean, just winning it seven times. And but I will. Do, I will say this though. And and um, I actually. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I probably shouldn't mention this. But I actually sat down and drank with um, Lance Armstrong. I met Lance Armstrong. This is after the fall. Uh, I met him. I was in Austin, Texas, performing, and I actually he was at the show with his wife, and I met him. 
and uh, I had a drink. I can't remember if he was drinking or if he bought me a drink, but we talked about it, and he, you know, you could tell he's a highly competitive guy. You could tell that he had that he's got that you know I'm not gonna lose thing about him. You can just tell. I noticed that. I didn't think he was a bad guy at all. From from you know, you could just tell he was a you know like a guy that's gonna get shit done. And and you got to look at it like this, and think about this. I don't think enough people talk about this. If you were at the top of your game and you were doing something, and I always kind of bring it to comedy, and I don't know if I would but I'd probably expose that it was being done just so people knew that I was doing my best the right way, you know? And I don't know if I'd expose it because Derek Jeter was never like, yeah, I know what these guys are doing. That's never going to be me. He probably knew it was going to be exposed. But if you're a comedian and you're at the top of your game and you're selling out and you're crushing and your special's doing well and things are going well, and then all of a sudden everybody else starts to pass you because they're taking some shit that makes you funnier than everybody, um, it's got to be really hard to go, hey, man, what the fuck's going on here? Like, I'm trying to do this right. Everybody's cheating. That's what happened with Barry Bonds. Now, I'm not saying I would do that because I, I, my OCD wouldn't allow me to do that. That's the type of person I am. Like, I don't take taglines from people, you know? Like, you know, I'm still upset that I did jokes when, like, my first year in that were similar to people's or, like, one time I freaked out. I had nothing to say six minutes in and I did a joke on my hero and I'm going, like, and I didn't understand how to do it. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like years later, I'm like, I could never live like that. I could never, I could never do that in my life. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I, my OCD won't allow it. I don't take taglines from people. I don't even like touching on a subject that somebody touched on unless I did it before I saw them do it. And it's definitely different. And then I have to ask so many friends and people, is this the same? And then they'll tell me and I'll be like, and I really need to. And sometimes people are like, Paul, you're out of your fucking mind. It's different. Just do it. Stop it. And I'm just so much like that. So if everybody was cheating and being funnier and somebody's like, Paul, here's the pill. You'll be right back with them or past them. Here's the pill. I don't think my, my disease, my, my OCD and my mind would allow me to do that anyway. But that's what happened with Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds saw Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire take baseball back with that home run race. And Barry Bonds is like, wait, I'm better than those guys. I'm a fucking Hall of Famer without this shit. But they want to play that game and they want to turn into the Incredible Hulk and hit balls, you know, out of fucking stadiums. And I'll do that. And that's what he did. And it's the same thing with Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong saw like, you know, and, and, and from, what I was un- from what I understand about it and what I've learned about cycling is... It wasn't the top three guys. It wasn't the top 10 guys. It was basically like out of 100 guys, like the top 30 guys were cheating to just get ahead. And he was like, fuck that. I'm the guy and you're going to pass me because you're doping? Well, now I'm going to fucking dope too. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But it's such a filthy sport and the sport that that's why he did it. But you know what? As far as you writing into this, you're 100% right. It's a crazy fall from grace. It's... uh. He was the guy. He was got ESPN. He was, you know, and what he did for cancer is a great thing, but it just sucks that that fucking black cloud hangs over it now. Um, so yes, great. Thank you so much for the for the write up. I, I love it. Um, and let me see what uh, this is. Unacceptable, Michael Jackson doc from Clint. And my buddy Clint says, turns out the only thing you get when you leave Neverland is lower self-esteem and distaste towards the moonwalk. I I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but um, that the, 
I mean, I don't know if like the amusement park was because he was trying to, I mean, I couldn't imagine, and I didn't see this, but do you think, I guess this is the question, do you think that the Never the Neverland Ranch and the amusement park and all that stuff was just to be, like, because he loved stuff like that and he wanted his innocence as a kid back and he wanted to give that to people? Or do you think it was a plot to go, hey, I'm going to fuck these kids and I'm going to do sexual, I'm a pedophile and I'm, so I'm going to build these kids? Like, it's one thing to... I mean, listen, the whole thing, I mean, if he touched kids, he's fucked up, but if he built the ranch in order for that, that's, that's like, and I still, I'm going to be honest, I still haven't brought myself to watch it. I just don't, there's something about me, um, that doesn't want to see those kids, the, seeing grown people knowing that the innocence of their adolescent life was taken from them. I, there's just something about it. I don't know if it's because I have kids. I don't know what it is. There's something about that documentary that I really want no part of because there's a there's an evil to it if uh, if all this shit is true. And now, you know, you have people saying, you know, this guy's dead and can't defend himself. You know, he's dead and can't defend himself. And these people were there for years and hanging with him for years. And the families knew him for years. And now these things are coming out that he did this and he did that. And maybe, maybe... That's all true. And 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 I hate to say this without like I kind of feel like like I said before when there's smoke there's fire and I think that he did some inappropriate shit. Uh but obviously I hate talking about somebody that's deceased and um uh, if if none of that stuff happened or if it's an exaggeration but when nobody's trying to get money now or I guess maybe they already did. I don't know. It just it just seems fucked up. And again, a guy in his mid 40s uh, taking naps with kids with the parents in the next room. It's just really fucked up. But if the whole thing was an elaborate scheme and plan to lure these kids and be like, yeah, I'm going to be the best friend. I'll put them on a fucking roller coaster and have them walk on an elephant, whatever he had at his house. And then, shit, this is making me feel weird about getting a fucking dolphin. Um, I'm make sure I'll be like, look, everybody, I'm getting a dolphin for one reason and one reason only because it's baller shit. Okay, I don't know if any of you saw the leaving nether. I'm not trying to do any fucking thing. <laughs> you know, my family is here. I'm just doing baller shit. I want you to be able to pet a dolphin at a birthday party that 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 is, is swimming in my pool. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's uh, it's awful, and I can't bring myself to watch four hours of it. I just can't. You know, especially when because because to me a real documentary, and I'm I, I'm sure there's it's a very factual documentary. But to me, a documentary is when you get both sides. To me, a documentary would be if this came out when Michael Jackson was alive and he's able to sit down and go, you know, no, that didn't happen, this and that. And no, like the fact that it happened now and maybe they're, th- they're thinking the only time it could have happened was when he, you know, maybe when he's not, you know, here anymore and doesn't have the power or the money to, to fight it and stop things like that. So maybe that's the case too. But I like a documentary when you see both sides and, and you hear both sides and both arguments. Uh, where are we now? We're almost at 40 minutes. Uh, what do we got to talk about? We got to talk about the NCAA tournament, which is going on. Um, did, what, what other? Do we see any movies? I don't think we saw any movies this week. Um, no, I'm gonna have a guest on. I'm gonna have a guest on the Patreon and a guest on this one coming up. But a big announcement coming up on my 400th. 400th gonna be. Uh, 400th gonna be good, and I'm gonna make the announcement uh, where we're gonna do it. It looks like it's either gonna be at Gotham Comedy Club. Um, the Comedy Cellar, one of the rooms at the Comedy Cellar, Gotham Comedy Club, or New York Comedy Club. One of those three, my 400th live. Um, but there you go. There will be in New York City. 
and it will be live at a comedy club, so we're working on that now. Uh, and the dates should be, uh, yeah, like the last week of April, but that will be announced uh, next week on the show for sure. Uh, guys, check out allthingscomedy.com. That's right, they're adding shows. Wrists of Fury with Kelsey Cook is on there. They got the the burning uh, the the kitchen show with Burt Kreischer. Uh, Something's burning. Uh, he that's a great show. You got Bill Burr doing shows on there. You got um, so many great podcasts like uh, yours truly, The Verzi Effect, and uh, albums, comedy specials. They have uh, I heard. Oh, and another thing, another announcement I wanted to make on the show. Uh, Paul Verzi, I'll say this on Comedy Central, will be re-airing on Comedy Central, I believe in May. So when I get the final date, I think it's going to come on right before the next All Things Comedy one, which I think is going to be Ian Edwards, and then after Ian Edwards is going to be Jessica Kirsten. But for all that information and for all the podcasts and funny content and shows, go to allthingscomedy.com and follow them uh, at Twitter, uh, at all thing, on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Go to, you guys know where to go. Capper Network, get on that leaderboard, make your picks, get your dude I called it moments uh, documented, get on there, get paid for your advice, do all that stuff, you could do that with CapperNetwork.com, you can uh, you can have a fantasy handicap team which you draft and make money that way, it's for novice, it's for experienced, anything you want, go to CapperNetwork.com, please check those guys out, those guys are amazing and they keep building the site and it's a lot of fun and I had a bad football season so I'm bitter about it. Uh, all right. The NCAA tournament is going on right now. Uh, there are games on. Started yesterday. Sixty. The 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 field of sixty four will now, after this weekend, be down to thirty two, and then get to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I did not fill out a bracket because I did not have proper service or time in the Bahamas to do so. So I will tell you guys who I think is going to win. Uh, it is not a shot in the dark. It is not a dark horse. It is the uh, Duke Blue Devils. And I think for one reason and one reason only, that Zion Williamson, uh, they played UNC three times. The two times he was out, they lost. The one time he was in, they won. He's too much of a force. He's. It looks like a man playing with kids. If he does not get hurt, I do not see anybody beating the uh, Duke Blue Devils. Syracuse got knocked out last night, which uh, is not really a big surprise, but... There you go. You know, March Madness ends, and guess what, everybody? That's right. The baseball season begins. And I would be lying if I said I am not excited about my New York Yankees baseball. I know you guys could give a fuck, and you're rolling your eyes. By the way, where are you guys? I want to find out. Do I still have you Croatians? Croatia, where are you at? I want to come out to Croatia. But the thing is, uh, I don't know anything about the comedy scene out there. Poland. Poland I'm going to come out to. Hungary, I'm coming out to Hungary. I gotta come out to Bangladesh, uh, Budapest. I keep saying, ba- how funny would that be if I booked a flight to Budapest, but I fucked it up and I went to um, Bangladesh, and I got off and I was just like, yeah, I don't think there's a <laughs> comedy club here. I needed to go to Budapest, not Bangladesh. I'm in, I'm in trouble. But uh, let me know where you guys are at, and thank you guys so much for uh, for listening to the show. Uh, and I'm going to be going out to L.A. I'm going to be doing Bill Burr's podcast soon, um, plugging a ton of shows that are going on here. Let's see uh, Let's see what's going on with that. Uh, I'll tell you guys right now. Oh, we're 43 minutes in. I could have done more on Acceptables, but now I'm on the flow um, with sports. I'll make a prediction to you guys right now, and you can take it to the fucking bank. You ready? 
I will have a dolphin living in this house. No, I'm kidding. I, um, the New York Giants, everybody's saying it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say on episode 394, okay, the New York Giants will be in the playoff hunt come week 13, week 14 of next of next year. That's what I'm going to say. They will be in the playoff hunt come week 13 or week 14 of next season. That's right. Mark it down, put it down, and give me shit when I'm wrong, if I'm wrong. Now, here's what I want from you guys. A little TVE homework. All right? If you um, if you guys want to come to the live taping of the Verzi Effect, I'm going to have a monster guest on. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you're going to be in the crowd. I'm going to also have... I'm going to also have um, somebody with a microphone. I want you guys to either have questions for me and the guest, and you'll know who the guest is ahead of time. You're going to know who the guest is next week, okay? Um, it's between a couple, but I'm trying to land, you know, one or two guys. But you're going to be able to ask a question. I also want you guys, if there's an unacceptable, if there's anything going on that you want us to address, we're going to do that with a few people in the crowd. So, you know, definitely do that. And nothing stupid, all right? We want it to be part of the show. Even though it's live, don't come out there and, and, you know, and just be like, yeah, I wanted two drinks and shit here. And, you know, the way it just didn't, like, nothing like that. There's no drunkenness. There's no stupidness. This is going to be for real fans of the show that want to take part in the show. You'll probably hear the question when it airs and all that stuff. You're going to be a part of it. But it's got to be, like, obviously a legit thing. We don't want somebody, you know, if you're hammered, I'm, uh, you know, I'll be the one to send you a fucking way. You know, I don't like that. You know, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big, oh, I'm at this live show for me and I said this there. So I'm cool. It's like, I don't go for that shit. It's like, come, come correct or don't come at all. Uh, who said that's what she said. Anyway, um, here we go. What's going You know what guys? I have been out of, I have, it's been so nice to go away and not listen or see what's going on with politics, you know, it's just, uh, but they turn it, look man, they're turning on each other, isn't it funny how they're turning on each other, a headline on CNN is, is this, uh, was it, Alexandra, whatever, the, the AOC Cortez girl, uh, woman, sorry, that's gonna be, but, um, you know, now they're saying, is she good or bad for Democrats, see, they're just going to start, you know, um, and then, yeah, and then I, I did, I heard and saw some things between Trump and McCain, and I'm just going like, I don't know, what do you, what do you, I, I just, it's, it's nice, it's been nice to be away, I could tell you that much, it's been nice to be away, to not think of things, to not hear, you know, if there was an award show, I missed it, which is fantastic, um, but I will say this, Okay, and a lot of people argue with me on this. Am I crazy? This is going to drive some of you crazy. Okay, this is going to drive some of you guys crazy. Some of you guys are going to write in and say, Paul, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I love the show, but this is, um, you know, I love the show, but this is, you know, I can't believe you're saying this, blah, blah, blah. Is, am I wrong to think I'm almost afraid. I don't even have you guys in front of me, and I'm almost afraid to say this. Okay, you guys ready? I want you to write in to unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. 
I've said that Quentin Tarantino is a little overrated. Um, now, if anybody that is in show business or anybody listens to this, I'm not trying to offend or hurt anybody. And, um, you know, I'd love to be in a Quentin Tarantino film <laughs> because he's made some unbelievable movies, masterpieces. And I think dialogue wise, he might be the best. However, the idea that they're all great movies is just not right. I don't think. So when I say overrated, I don't want to say overrated. I want to just say that there's definitely, it's not everyone is great. You know, I was I thought Jackie Brown stunk. I mean, I'd be lying if I sat here and said, I, I think, I thought Jackie Brown stunk. Just not, it, it was not that good of a movie. It just wasn't. You could sit here and try to fucking lie all you want. It was not that good of a movie. Django Unchained. Okay, it was fun. It was fun. Okay. It wasn't, it was, it, did you see, like, now I'll tell you what, The Hateful Eight to me was a thousand times better than Django Unchained. A thousand times better. Point is, and what I'm trying to say is, everybody always says this, and I'll tell you what, Spike Lee's a little, Spike Lee. Come on, man. Spike Lee's made some good movies, made some fucking bad ones, some bad ones, some bore fests. But I will tell you right now, I'm going to see Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. And I will say this. Oh, you know I'll say this. Name my special Comedy Central uh, coming back out in May, and you could still see it's being, um, it's still streaming. Get it on my, uh, you know, get it on my website and all that. Paul Verzi, Bill Burr presents Paul Verzi. I'll say this on Comedy Central. Um, Jordan Peele's movie was incredible. I thought it was original. I mean, now they're rebooting fucking Back to Back to the Future. They're going to reboot, you know, this one, that one. They're all doing remakes. Every, everything is being remade or everything's going to come back a sequel after so many years. Bill and Ted's a good adventure. All these things. Jordan Peele, everybody. This guy is... Get Out was incredible. It was original. It was smart. It was funny. It was scary. It was creepy. It had a twist. The acting was great. I mean, Get Out was great. And now I'm hearing that he went two for two. I did not see it yet, but I'm going to go see Us by uh, Jordan Peele um, this weekend or next week sometime. And I'm really looking forward to that. I love a good drama, horror, and I think that this is this is going to be really good. And he did it smart. He put great actors in a horror. A lot of times they're like B and C actors, you know, sitting by a swamp going like, I'll go check, okay? You stay here. If anything happens, you call 911, okay? And then, you know, then fucking they hear a scream and then they don't have service and then some fucking guy comes out of the swamp with a You know, it's just a joke. This is, it seems good because he's got like Academy Award winners like in, in, in movies and I hear they're, they're delivering. Um... And uh, there you go. So let's see if uh, let's see if where we are time wise here because I don't want to. You guys got shit to do. I got shit to do. Uh, Fifty one minutes. Fifty one minutes. You guys listen to the TVE. What have we learned on this one on three ninety four? That I want to buy a dolphin or a flamingo. Um, bloody toes are unacceptable by any body of water. Okay, at all. You know, it was so gross that if my brother, if it was my brother who I love and I'm close with or my sister or my kids or my wife had like a, a an open gash bleeding out of their toe and they were coming, I'd be like, you might want to go fuck. The fact that some fucking guy, 
You know, just some big dude walking around with these ugly sandals from Pennsylvania. I don't know where he's from. Maybe he's from Pennsylvania. Maybe he's not. You know, maybe he's from fucking, maybe he's from New York or Jersey, you know. Bloody toe guy from Jersey makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's the one that you can't handle. Speaking of New Jersey, everybody, tonight and tomorrow, I will be at the new Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, at the Holiday Inn off of Route 17. That's right, guys. I went from the Bahamar Resort in the Bahamas to Hasbrook Heights, fucking New Jersey, off of Route 17 at a Holiday Inn. I will be there tonight at 8 o'clock, and I will be there tomorrow for two shows. You can get tickets at paulverzi.com. You can also get tickets at bananascomedyclub.com for all three shows, one tonight and two tomorrow. I hope you're there. I'm going to be doing so many new um, so many new bits that I'm excited about and having fun with, uh, one which, which is really devastating. Something devastated happened, and I will tell you guys about it. Um, I can't really mention names because I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. I definitely did it before I saw anybody do it, but theirs was documented first. So what can you do? Uh, I was doing a joke that I was in love with. Um, it was a new joke. I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys if I did, but I was doing a new joke and I, I was developing three new jokes. So you guys might not know about one of them or I might have mentioned this before, but it's happened a couple times. Uh, I did. I was going to do a joke about when we rescued my dog and we went to the... I did a joke about rescuing my dog and bringing him home with the cats and watching that encounter, but I wanted to go as far back as when we went to the um, Rescue Foundation and I did this joke about how every cage had a story and every dog had a specific thing that they were not good with. And it was great. And then somebody called me up and said, did you see Louis special, Louis C.K.? He did a joke about how he hates, uh, the dog hates pennies. Maybe, you know, and um, and then that took that joke away. That hurts. That really hurts when it happens in this business. Um, another thing, I did a joke. I was doing it in the cellar. I was doing it everywhere. And it was really resonating with people. And it was really my voice. And it was really feeling good. And it was really like, oh, man, this is going to be a great thing. And I'm telling my little brother. And he's like, like not laughing. And he's just kind of looking at me. And he goes, yeah, so-and-so says something similar. And I'm like, no, they didn't shut the fuck up. And he pulled it up on YouTube and it's different, but it has the same kind of reveal at the end. So it's a totally different premise, but it touches on the same topic. And then the end, so I'm like, do I just take out that part that's the same? Do I try to find something else? And I'm not going to lie, it hurts. When that happens in this business, it hurts a lot because you got to understand a joke to us is, you know, a joke to us is our ammunition going into war, you know? If you're going into the jungle and the enemy's coming and you have only so many bullets and so many grenades and you get a rocket launcher, but you're, like, excited about the rocket launcher because you know that when the enemy's coming, you're going to pull that fuck and you're going to light up the place. You're going to buy you and your platoon some time and all that. And all of a sudden, they're like, nah, you can't use that. And then you're like, oh, fuck. You know, I mean, it's a little dramatic because I'm not going to die and I'm not up with a platoon that's going to get killed. So it's probably a fucking awful example, but it's just taking, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. I'm going to fucking tell a dick joke and at a fucking holiday in and bananas tonight in New Jersey. And I'm acting like, yeah, so, you know, when like people are going to die and they take away your gun, it's a little different than that. But you know what I mean? Like, I love this for the new hour 
and I got to really figure out how to maneuver it or just scratch the whole thing together, which which would really suck, to be honest. It would really suck because, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm on to something with it. But I got some new ones anyway that I'm really excited and happy about. So that's Bananas tonight and tomorrow. Uh, April 4th through 7th, guys, I'll be at the Tempe, Arizona Improv uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, that's uh, April 4th through 7th. Get tickets at, um, you could go to the Tempe Improv uh, website or you could go to paulverzi.com and there's actually a ticket link on my site where if you go to my site, you can get tickets. And then the week after that, I will be in Philadelphia, 11, 12, and 13 at the uh, Punchline in Philly. Uh, And then the week after that, I will be at the Raleigh Improv in um, North Carolina from uh, April 18th to April 20th. All right, so uh, check out those dates. You got um, Bananas tonight, you got Tempe, you got Philly, and you got the Raleigh Improv in North Carolina all coming up. All tickets available on paulverzi.com right now. I'm telling you guys this right now. I've never felt better on stage. This is the best material I'm doing, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about this new hour. I think it's going to be the best new hour that I've ever done. Uh, I know it is because otherwise it's not coming out. So uh, I'm I'm ready like that, and I'm I'm hoping to see you guys there, uh, and some other really cool uh, things in the works that you know I'm working on. So there you go. Um, this has been TVE uh, 394. Big announcement on next week's show. It'll be a quick turnaround. It'll be on probably Monday or Tuesday, just because I want this one to resonate and be out there for a little bit, but there'll be more Patreon and announcements with Patreon uh, as well. And again, last call, guys. I'm being really picky with these logos. If there's a, if you know somebody that just wants to send me a design of the Verzi effect, here's what I want. I want black, white, gray type of colors on the Verzi effect. I want my face maybe like illuminated in the background. In the far background, I want TVE to be big. I want a microphone and and whatever else you guys could come up with. So look at the current one. Think about what I said. But if you send it, you'll get credit. Um, if I use it, we could even talk about getting you know paid. I will pay you for this. So um, you know, submit. If I use it, I will pay you for it. So submit it because um, I'm going to be making a, a decision on it this week. I have to. I'm driving people nuts. Uh, that's my biggest thing. Pictures and shit like this, I take fucking forever with because I just it takes so long for me to get it right, uh, or in my mind because I, I I'm I'm difficult with certain things. All right, not always. You know that. Fuck off. Uh, this has been TVE 394. Until the next one, uh, I am out of here. Take care.